Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's been a race to get here, I can tell you, listeners. I don't know what's happened. Somebody's heart has been... <laughs> very loud, you must be mine. Good afternoon and welcome to the Arts Programme on Ross FM. And boy, have I got a show for you. I don't even know who's in control of the show anymore. <laughs> Ginny, you're welcome. Thank you, Ursula. <laughs> well, a minute, so I can find you there, Lee. Lee, you're welcome. Hello, how's it going? Are you sitting in your regular seat? Am I sitting Yeah, I like this seat. It's the closest to the door. <laughs> <laughs> if I get kicked out, I'll be, I don't have far to go. Oh, and I was closest to the fan. Yeah. And I've just switched it off because it's interfering. <clears throat> You've come dressed uh, very nicely today. I, I have, I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's ca- casually today. Not as uh, smart as last time yet. Yes, not as smart. Well, you are smart enough. And yourself, Ginny, you're looking very well. <laughs> I don't usually pay compliments to the guests like this, but Lee expects this now, so he does. Uh, I expect compliments to the guests, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Nothing. You're both welcome, so you are. And I have a, a pre-recorded interview I've done with uh, Kieran Tuhi, and uh, we'll be talking to Christy um, on the phone. Christy Conniff. We'll be recognising that uh, um, John Count McCormick passed away. Um, the anniversary of his death was uh, during the week. There was a coin uh, minted and dedicated to him. Uh, which was launched um, a good few years back now. But the coin itself was actually very, very nice. Um, <clears throat> it had drapes, it had a, a gramophone on it, and it had uh, the stand, the way John McCormick was noted for standing. Uh, and it was a beautiful coin. Uh, if you get, you, you can look it up and uh, it's worth having a look at. Um, we're also going to recognise it as Alzheimer's Day coming up. And as usual, I have my poem that I wrote for Alzheimer's. And uh, this poem will be changing. Uh, next time you hear it, it'll be changed. Anyway, we'll start with yourself, Ginny. Art therapist. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Art therapy. It's a creative means for therapy, you know, so you don't have to rely on just um, verbal expression. So you can get into using any material. You don't have to be... Um, skilled you don't have to worry about the end product it's all about the procedure and or the just the process and uh, yeah it's uh, playing with materials you can do anything you like we can play cards we can play games and you can create uh, with messy materials dry materials and it is a very good way to start in therapy because people sometimes are, are a little bit shy about verbalizing and uh, don't necessarily want to maybe verbalise what's happened or the story that has been brought them there. So yeah, it's a it's a nice gentle way for therapy. Great for children, also good for adults. And um, we should all be creative in some way. But you know, always remember it's not about the end product and it's not about it looking lovely or pretty. So yeah. Actually, um, I was talking to somebody um, yesterday about therapy. And uh, the question was, I mean, to go to a therapist and where do you start? Now, not an art therapy, just to a therapist and where do you start? And sometimes it's very hard to get started. But I take the point that if you're doing something, like whatever mm. piece of art, stitching, drawing, playing cards, whatever it is, it's easier, mm. um, I suppose, to let your mind be free because you're concentrating on something. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're doing yeah. something else. I always say it's a little bit like maybe how the musician needs to write a song when they're, you know, feeling melancholy or heartbroken, as many musicians, probably most of the good songs, come from the broken heart. But 
that's it's the same as like for a musician you you need to do something you need to have somewhere to put all this stress or or whatever it is that needs to come out it needs to come out most things need to come out and I can actually say that in St Luke's Hospital in Rathgar in Dublin uh, from Tuesday to Thursday they had um, a, an art room and I mean the, the crack and the fun that went on there the serious of the patients was one thing but the fun that went on there and the relaxation that went on there and um, it just it took away from the whole week you know you had something to do and, and yeah. then, you know and I know few people say oh no I can't go down I don't know how to do art well that's the best way of doing oh, art well that's the saying that we don't want to hear but everybody says it yeah. and it's got something to do usually with either school or somebody criticized you and that can just turn people right off just that one little comment you're you're going over the lines or you're not very good at that and we all have the scars of that <laughs> happened to me somebody told me I couldn't sing and now I know I can't <laughs> tell me how did you get into art therapy so yeah it was a few different things I suppose um, I went travelling as one would when you're younger and went off and I thought mm, four I or five do- years ago was it yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I'll stick another 20 on that. Um, <laughs> so I went off to Vietnam and I read Christina Noble's book and I always thought she was amazing and how she went off to Vietnam from Dublin with her own hardships and wanted to do something. So I got there and, um, yeah, it was, it, to her um, orphanage where she has many street children and they're very well cared for and... I popped in there and I thought, hmm, could I be a volunteer? So they were delighted to see me because all the volunteers were sick and I was the only person that had been in with the kids for a while and they just literally jumped all over me, standing on your feet. So I thought this is really nice and playing, but I thought there could be something deeper to this, you know, for them. That you know, And I kind of hadn't really heard an awful lot about art therapy at the time, but I started looking into it and then I thought, oh, this seems like a really interesting and nice way to do something for children. So um, it got me on the path. Um, kind of more in the community first, like I was working in Dublin. I was on a scheme called With Art Squad, which there's only two of them in Dublin, one in Tala, one in the centre. And Art Squad had a lot of artists doing all different things and um, we were going out into the community. So I picked Tala Hospital dialysis <laughs> um, <laughs> lovely dialysis but um, and the poor people that have to get there at 6 o'clock in the morning and they come from all over the country in taxis and so I had a little trolley and I had lots of making things and clay and tried all sorts of things because it was a bit tricky you know they were attached to machines and stuff and machines used to go beeping um, but it was a nice thing for that. They had six hours there, so they, it was nice for them yeah. to have something to do. So I was just a little arts trolley pusher and encouraging people, come on, let's get going. Let's try this painting or clay. or, And so that went on to the next part, probably, which was more stuff in the community. And, uh, yeah, it just kept snowballing, I suppose. And I got accepted into Cork, into the Crawford, and... Um, yeah, I loved it and it was great and a great group and a great thing to do, even for myself personally, you know, it's it's good to clear your own decks. <laughs> and, and I've had many of the conversation with artists who would say the same thing. It's not about the end result. Yeah. 
artist for yourself. No, I mean, yeah. I suppose if you're doing it as a, as a business, that's totally different. But you have to be within yourself happy with what you're you're producing, and it doesn't have to be the best mm. piece of art you've ever done. No. I mean, look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> and mine. <laughs> and Ginny, come on. Um, oh well. And we what about stuff. your other travels? My other travels, yeah, I did a lot of from Asia. Oh, oh, from Arva, starting in <laughs> County Cavan. Oh, right, oh my God, how many hours have we got? Um, but yeah, did a lot around Asia. I lived in Asia for four years, near Hong Kong, uh, in a little Portuguese colony called Macau. And um, I was always making and creating and kind of buying and selling and getting stuff made. And uh, yeah, I liked that part of thing of Asia where you could create cheaply and bring it home and try and sell it and... Yeah, did festivals and still doing still them. Still doing festivals, yeah. 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 I think the last time I seen you was at a festival, was it? Yes. Oh, well, festivals. was that an art exhibition, one or other? Oh, it was an art Jerry's exhibition. Jerry's birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jigger, you get a mention on, on, on the arts programme. Everybody's. <laughs> hold on a minute, I'll make sure everybody's saying hi. Hi, Jerry. It's Jigger time. Yeah, hi, Jerry. <laughs> Jigger time. Um, yeah, uh, it was his birthday, actually, was the last time we met up. We actually met up well before... I knew that you knew half of who I knew and you knew half of who I knew. Uh, we met up in a little restaurant. Yes, Grogan's. By accident. <laughs> all the county cabin people were in there that day. Oh, that was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, it it's was. amazing how they left all on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> we all headed back to our boats. Tell me something else now. You're involved in this um, Clan Madra. Yeah. Another festival coming up this Sunday. Um, First of all, what is it? it? So Clan Madra is a holistic dog and family day out. So we're looking at um, the dog and how the dog uh, has many uh, issues going on these days, the poor dog. And we're just kind of gathering up uh, kind of natural people who work naturally with herbs and with maybe Reiki and healing and different modalities, acupuncture and all that. So um, we've got a lovely group of people who are from all over the country and they do all sorts of things holistically. Um, And they are vets as well. They work with both and um, they're coming to Dunnashy in Moat and it will be a really nice day we have dock diving and treasure hunts and dog shows and dog agility dock diving dock diving yeah where the dog jumps into the water oh. at the pool so that'll be a bit of fun <laughs> I thought, I thought the ducks that. were jumping in <laughs> <laughs> the ducks, oh, well, they can jump in too, as long as they don't make a mess. Flutter <laughs> <laughs> their feathers. The dogs are jumping in. Yeah, to water. So it's um, not many people have seen it. Um, I have only seen it a few times myself, but it is fun. And um, yeah, so <laughs> that'll be happening. And uh, yeah, everybody bring their pets down for the show. And there'll be lots of treasure hunt treats. And there's competitions going on at the moment as well. Um, to win it, tickets. And is it a children's friendly day? Yeah, children and dogs. It's the first time dogs have been let into Dunnishy Amenity Park because they don't allow them in to the special little part where they have uh, a whole Irish themed little uh, space with Irish cottage and stone circles and a couple of lovely structures built by Patsy Preston and um, so it's interesting dogs first time in so um, but yeah 
and tickets are if you just google clan which madra clan with a double n um, you'll find your tickets will pop up and it's a very reasonable day out and everything is free inside and, um, and, and can I just add to that um, Dunashi is a beautiful park in its own right it has a restaurant there it has the sensory garden there it has a walk around with different yeah. uh, sculptures and things I know Patsy's done quite a lot there yeah. but um, Rosemary Langtree has worked there with yeah. um, St Hilda's I think it was uh, she's worked in that area as well there's places to sit down um, and I'll tell you another story about it off air <laughs> <laughs> I was involved. I really want to know this. Okay, yeah, no, Come on, tell up. us more. That's what keeps your listeners on. I'll tell you what happened. They had a Halloween night there, a Halloween festival thing. <clears throat> so the children went into the enclosed area and it was very well done. All the houses had horror stories, like horror in all the houses. There was blood everywhere and there was this, that and the other. And in one of the little shebeens, well round, there was a, a big fire with a big pot in it. And there was three three witches I was one of the witches and then there was the good witch and the idea was ten children would come along with somebody guiding them they'd come in and we'd do hocus pocus hocus pocus pocus and then we'd go to grab a child and the good witch would jump up and save them and then they'd leave there was straw all over the floor we had big long dresses on us the white witch was in the corner she went to get her handbag out and what was sitting in her handbag a mouse Oh. the mouse jumped out it was dark in the bed <laughs> the mouse jumped out the mouse was running around in the straw and our own dresses were below in the straw as well so we were oh, wearing dresses no. up like this we could hear the children coming because you could hear them laughing and cackling and coming along we had to pretend we were normal people witches we were all we were jumping up and down because we didn't know where the mouse was doing hocus pocus pocus hocus pocus pocus <laughs> begun to the good witch shouts so we were stuck again the wall were frozen the children walk out and won't want to sit well they weren't very genuine were they <laughs> It's the only time we were genuine all evening because the mouse was running around. You don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But it is a nice place to visit and, and oh, relaxed. Yeah. 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 Lee, you would enjoy uh, visiting there, so you wouldn't take the children. Your two girls would love it. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. It sounds yeah. like it. It sounds like it. Yeah, Face yeah. painting and all. Oh, really? Stop. Maybe stories by Jerry. Oh, yeah. I think I've talked him into it. Have you? Storytelling. When's that? By this Jerry. weekend, yeah? yeah? this Sunday. This Sunday, yeah. come? And, yeah. and Jerry it's will lovely get... dry, sunny Sunday. What time are you starting? 11. 11 and we're finishing okay. at You should five. do the interview because I didn't yeah. think of that question. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over slowly. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that question. What time is it finishing at? You forgot that one. Five. Five. High five. And there is parking there. There's parking and there's food and there's going to be a barbecue and there's going to be a crepe van and there's going to be loads of uh, stall holders, uh, arts and crafts, dog related stuff. So yeah, there's lots for everyone. And hopefully it's a very pretty little site and small so it's uh, no it is Lord, it is it is a beautiful place and I mean um, and, and the staff and the you know out there are really really nice and helpful so I yes I, I might um, I could think of worse things to do on a Sunday than to go out yes. to this now and if you have an animal it's, it's a great way to have your dog out with you yes. and um, and, and finding <coughs> tweets we have um, my partner Leonard is killing himself at the minute uh, putting it all together and making his dog treats in Mullingar I'll just put that in there as well uh, tonic treats so if you go on his site also you can get tickets there too okay and the other thing I wanted to ask you was um, um, Hannah Greerly what do you know about her 
<laughs> it's so interesting that you came up with this the other day because my very lovely best friend, bestie friend, Liz Keller, who lives in Belfast, was an actress in a play 20 years ago called Cracked, which was uh, depicting the story of Hannah and they toured the country and it was truly amazing. She's a great actress. I think there was maybe only three or four women in that in that play and uh, Liz was one of them. And I just uh, told her the other day that you were interested in having her here. She's coming. Welcome. She's yeah, coming. She will when, come. Whenever, um, whenever I can get... There's quite a few people who have knowledge on Hannah and her story and yep. I'll try and get all together so we'll, and we'll do a programme... Well, you know, yeah. an arts program together on that because I think it's very, very interesting, and I now know where she's buried as well. I only found oh. that out yesterday. Yeah, that's lovely. Surprising, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm trying to get Liz down to play the harp for our gig on Sunday. But anyway, if we get her down twice, we'll be doing well, won't we? Well, I, I look for her when she's on the holidays. But I mean, okay. if yeah. she's down on Sunday, we'll <laughs> we'll catch up with her. So we will. Um, the harp is a beautiful instrument. Oh, I know. We we really want a harpist. We're working hard on her. I think I've nearly cracked her. Cracked. There's two it, people again. you've cracked, and you've two more cracked here. <laughs> cracked. cracked being the word. <laughs> so, like, we we don't have a dog in the house. So my, my little one is crazy for for dogs, though. We'll so get we'll you one. Bring her along, and uh, well, on a temporary basis. <laughs> we have all the space, but uh, but uh, no, the wee one she loves to the dogs. The, the older one's a bit more cautious, but Alva, oh, she's mad for them. So maybe on Sunday we'll come down. Eleven o'clock it starts. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds like a good day. Out. Sounds like a good day. Out. And if storytellers there, you'll yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Harpers there, you know, we're waiting on that. Well, we've many talks by many interesting people from all over the world or all over the country uh, talking about health and maintenance for dogs because it's a big issue at the minute. Is it? Yeah. They've loads of skin problems and pancreas and they're on medication. They've loads of issues, dogs, at the minute. And is that because of the pandemic or...? No, I think it's just, um, I don't know, I'm not a vet, so I can't really say, but there just is a lot of issues. Everybody's talking about how their dogs are on medication for skin issues. I suppose it's the food is is contaminated, it's not pure anymore, it's sprayed, it's it's not, you know, it's down to the the source of the food. I mean, like people, we're, we're all having gluten-free problems and all this, stomach problems. So the dogs are really suffering too, and nobody uh, kind of, I suppose, looks too closely at those bags and knows what is in them, you know, so you have to be really well, I actually doing your picture. homework on feeding the doggy. I yeah. seen a picture this morning uh, of a dog that was found in the middle of the road where his um, collar had been too tight on the... Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't understand yeah. how some people treat yeah. their animals. I know. And I mean, an animal, a, a dog, a cat, they're there for you. They're, they're, they're a great little companion and they're part of your family and they need to be treated as such. Hmm. And, you know, animals have moved on, they've become part of yeah. the family. Yeah. They sit in the car, they have their own car seat. And yeah, they do, <laughs> and they have their own clothes, they have a wardrobe, it's all about dressing the dog now for Instagram. My, my friend was going to come to Port Tumlin with me last week and I think her dog had his hat with him. Great. <laughs> a basket? A basket, a, a bottle of water, uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. tell me <laughs> Just you wouldn't, you wouldn't you, believe you it. You sold it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Ginny, we're going to move along, so we are, yeah, and we, you stay with us, and we'll chat later yeah, on, so great. we will. Yeah. And um, what's the name of the event again? Clan Modra. Two ends in the clan. clan Family dog. Family dog. <laughs> okay, well we'll move on Thank here now. Thank you very much. Thanks. 
so now I'm back on air, so I am, and I hope I'm going to be talking to Christy Kniff. Let me just press the button here till I find Christy. Christy, Hello. are you there? I am indeed. Uh, Ursula, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Um, ah, perfect. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. Uh, it's lovely and sunny here. I'm up here near Newbridge, here in North Galway at the moment, so it's lovely up here. All right. Um, so, Christy, let me just get it. You are um, part of the... What did you call that? The the, the Irish the Workhouse Centre. Irish Work Centre. Irish Workhouse Centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it here. I find it now. The Irish Workhouse yeah. Centre, and that is in Portum, and that's where the um, Shoreline Festival was last week. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, um, Shoreline's the Shoreline's Festival uses uh, they use the uh, Workhouse as their gallery and also as uh, a space, we'll say, for, for putting on uh, other events during Shorelines. And uh, it was an amazing, an amazing weekend, an amazing week and weekend of events and displays. And it was. I was, I was looking up to be there and to see some of the exhibitions and uh, to get to see um, Violet Gibson, um, the oh, Irish lady. Wasn't that amazing? Absolutely. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, such a little woman. Now, you didn't come on here to talk about uh, Violet Gibson or at the Shoreland Festival. You come on here in your own right. Uh, first of all, you have an event on Thursday night. Uh, well, it's not an event. It's um, a school, a study, a research. Yeah, well, we have a few things happening, I suppose, that I can cover all of them. Uh, d- tonight, Wednesday night, we're actually uh, starting on our first night of the certificate in uh, local history, the first night this year of the certificate in local history, which is uh, uh, run out of UL, out of Limerick University. So tonight our students are coming along, uh, they're meeting each other and they're meeting us, that's the people that will actually be tutoring and that on the course, and that'll go on for a number of months and they'll graduate with their uh, certificates uh, in, in local history. So that's uh, an important thing uh, for us and also an important thing for that wider heritage and history and culture and that as well. And that's what you promote there, isn't it? <laughs> that's what we promote, yeah. We, we, we prom- I suppose our function as the Irish Workhouse Centre really is to tell the story of the Irish workhouses and their place in Irish history and that whole period, you know, that whole connection with the poor law and uh, what took place in Ireland early in the 19th century right through up until 1922. Uh, our own workhouse, uh, Pertumna Workhouse, uh, we turned it into uh, the centre, the Irish Workhouse Centre, and uh, it's, uh, it, you know, it runs uh, daily tours. We give daily tours to the public coming in. We're privately operated. We're a, a not-for-profit, a voluntary organisation, so we don't... We get state funding for the staff, but we don't get state funding to run the centre. So we, we run uh, our, our, our uh, uh, enterprise, if you like, there... Um, you know, we, we, we do guide the tours and um, you know, our people coming in, our patrons and that, uh, pay at the door and uh, they understand that. And it's all supporting the, the conservation works and that that goes on in the place long term. You know, we're, we're, we're conserving the buildings and we're telling the story. But we're also engaging in other aspects such as, uh, we'll say, uh, where we can provide facilities for education and that, especially around uh, heritage and the arts. We'll say next Thursday night. Uh, next Thursday night, uh, Thursday night of next week, uh, we'll actually be uh, uh, starting with our uh, our, our, our um, art and Irish culture uh, with Jenny Wood Sullivan. She's going to be running a, a number of weeks. Of course, there are over ten. We'll have ten different uh, 
uh, evenings and uh, with Jenny people will be able to engage with the arts and engage with looking at art from right from prehistory uh, right through to modern art and uh, we had this last year and it's, it's something that's funded by the EGB by the Galway Roscommon Education Training Board and it was absolutely amazing last year now, it was just now Christy just, can I just ask you if you wanted to be on that um course or whatever you're calling it do you have to make arrangements ring up and book? Just for, for that particular course uh, what we want people to do is uh, ring the uh, Irish Workhouse Centre and or, or they can email us info at irishworkhousecentre.ie simply info at irishworkhousecentre.ie okay. or ring 090 97 and Rachel will put your name on the list but turn up next turn up towards the week uh, either there's no problem we, we, we don't have a limit on numbers as such people can just turn up and uh, we'd be delighted to, to meet people because it's you know we had people last year who you wouldn't normally associate with engaging in the depths of discussion around art who were highly engaged and that's the sort of course it is it's not not a big intellectual course it's more about getting people to community. look at art and, and, and build a community Absolutely. Yeah. Now, can I just uh, rush you along and ask you another question? You have an art exhibition in the in the foyer in the front hall as you come in. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that because it is very powerful? It is very powerful. Well, that there are nine pieces uh, there in our, our 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 hallway, and those nine pieces were gifted to us last year by Davis Rooney. Davis. When I knew Davis as a young fellow, he was a young fellow growing up in the village of Airport, which is only a few miles from Portumna. But Davis is a gifted artist and illustrator. The works that we have are actually nine pieces uh, from a greater body of work that he did uh, for a BBC um, documentary called The Story of Ireland. And those nine pieces that he gifted to us are actually nine pieces related to the famine. Uh, they're very powerful. They're, they're, they tie right into the famine, they tie into the whole thing of, of how people react to it. When you see the starkness of the art, you actually see how, how the woman, in one instance, in one piece, where the woman is actually looking to a, a, a ship in the bay, whereas the man is sitting looking at, or standing looking at a potato, and he's standing in, in, in flooded drills of potatoes. He just, he was overwhelmed, where she was looking to a future, and the future, of course, for a lot of people at that stage was out of Ireland, heading uh, for America or Australia. And I'm sorry to interrupt again. <laughs> we don't have very many minutes left, but tell me about Master Henry Oslo. Have I said it right? Uh, uh, Henry Ogle. Henry Ogle was a, a bit of a tyrant, to, to put it mildly. Uh, he, he, ran, he ran, as he, as he says himself, in, in a hologram that we have of, of him and uh, Father Patrick Donlan, who was his arch nemesis. Uh, he, he ran the place with an ardent fist but principally what he did though is he absconded with £500 at the time which is equivalent to 10 years salary went to New York and uh, left uh, the people in the workhouse a lot poorer a lot better off because he wasn't there but a lot poorer the, the money was gone uh, the place was left destitute and it was quite a scandal in his time but we actually tell that story very well using a holographic uh, projection a pair of holographic projection units absolutely amazing way of, of telling the, the story a new way of telling the story okay um, so, mm. so now tell me if we wanted to get in contact with the um, it's the um, um Irish uh, Workhouse Centre. Info, info at irishworkhousecentre.ie. Info at irishworkhousecentre.ie. And, and, our, in... phone, and our phone number there is 
And that's in uh, Pertumna. That's in Pertumna. That's in Pertumna. And actually, next tours as well, just to mention it, uh, we're actually uh, launching, we're starting next tour to Jordan today, uh, a, 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 a writing, a, you know, a, a series of workshops around uh, writing skills and that, that, you know, for people to, to engage. So that's also going on in there. All of that will be advertised this week on our on our Facebook site. It's already up, but um, uh, we'll be circulating that. And that's, and that's uh, you know, another offering that we're making. So what we're really trying to do there is we're trying to use the place to engage with the arts, to engage with telling the story of the workhouse and to engage with, um, you know, aspects of Irish Irish and other culture, but mainly Irish culture. Um, can I thank you, Christy, for taking this call this afternoon? Uh, catch up with you the next time in Portumna and I wish you all the best with all your endeavours. Thanks very much, Ursula, and thanks, thanks for having us on the, the radio. It's very important to us to be able to get radio coverage. So yeah. thanks very much. Well, we'll keep in contact. God bless. Thank God you. God bless you too. That's uh, Christy Cuniff. Um I have to look this up every time I think Irish Workhouse Centre and that's in Port Tumna and um, um, well worth a visit is what all I can say now in Port Tumna in the workhouse in Port Tumna as well Kieran Tuhi has a, an exhibition an art exhibition it's not an, it is an art exhibition it's about the famine it's about sculptures that he has carved in wood um, about famine and famine people and each of the Carvings, um, the Choctaw tribe, he has uh, recognised their contribution to the Irish people. Um, I can't remember the Irish word for the road to nowhere. Um, the bell that was rang uh, when the peasants were drinking their soup and the people who could afford to pay it who watched them drinking the soup. And he's uh, that carved as well. But this is about the story that Kevin is talking about, or sorry, Kieran is talking about now, is the story about a workhouse. Um, where a family went to live and this is their story and I have to thank Kieran uh, Tui very much for giving me the time again in Port Tumna to chat with me and I will have more coming from Kieran at a later stage but this is just a little taste of what uh, Kieran Tui and if I'm laughing in the middle of it uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll, I'll explain later Kieran, what's the name of this piece? It's from Hope to Despair Okay. It's about a story that was said by uh, a gentleman called Paddy O'Leary. Uh, no. It was written in Irish, but it was converted into English by John O'Connor. Okay. And this story is in the Workhouse of Ireland. Uh, the book, The Workhouse of Ireland. Uh, and the singer, the song? Declan O'Rourke sings the song called Four Boy Shoes, which is about the same story. Okay. And Van Boland writes a poem called uh, uh, Quarantine. And that's the same story as well. And there's no collusion between the three of us. Uh, what we got the story from the book. Uh, it's about a young couple that fell in love and got married, pre-famine, and they had two children. And when times got hard, they, were, they, were, uh, they couldn't provide for the children any longer, so they decided, in the hope that something had happened, to go to the workhouse and the hope of being fed and looked after. So they, they went to the workhouse, and this workhouse is it's five stories high. It's based on a picture that was in the London Times of the Clifton workhouse. But this didn't happen in Clifton, this happened in McCroom in Cork. Oh. Uh, when they went into the workhouse, they were separated, the girl from the boy and the men and the ladies. And uh, shortly after going in, little Dermot died. And uh, his body was thrown into the pit at the, at the side of the workhouse. And then shortly after, Mr. Sheila died, and her body was thrown into the pit as well. Now, 
The parents were never told. The, they only found out through conversing in Irish with the other inmates that their children had died. And then Kate became ill and she didn't want to die in Oakhill, she wanted to die at home. And their home place was six miles from the workhouse. So they agreed to meet one night and uh, she came out from one side of the workhouse and he came out from the other and they met up. And they grieved for the two children that were in the pit, even though they couldn't see them. Uh, they, were, they were distraught, cold, hungry, and Kate was ill. And they decided to, they'd head off home. Halfway home, Kate couldn't walk any further. So Patrick had to carry her home. This is where the hope and despair came in. So uh, he carried her the rest of the way home, stopping every now and again. He got sips of drinks off of uh, some of the neighbours, scraps of food, but they couldn't invite them in because Kate was so ill. They eventually got home and they met with the ruins of their house. And uh, Because when they went to the workhouse, the house had been pulled down behind them. And Kate was very weak and tired and uh, had he fashioned a bed for her out of the old thatch at the roof and laid her down in the corner. And he felt that she was very cold and weak and he tried to warm her feet on his chest. It was his final act of love for his wife because that's the way the neighbours found on the next morning. They were he both died. dead. They were both dead. It just, it just what, tells that... Yeah. I've see, I seen that, but I just didn't... Your work. <sighs> Apologies for the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I can't tell you what's after happening. <laughs> Kieran, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you, and it's been a pleasure here. And it's it's uh, it's been very relaxed talking to you. I wasn't really I'm not. No, my program is is a relaxed program. But I am saying for anybody listening in, you definitely would be blown away by Dark Shadows here in Tuhi's exhibition here in the Shoreline Festival, but in the Port Tumna workhouse, and there's a whole room dedicated to it. I'm going to leave Kieran to count how many pieces he has. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get Mrs Kieran to count how many you have at home. Uh, well, I'd probably have as many again at home. Kieran, thank you so much. Uh, sure, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Uh, it's nice to get to meet you. Lovely to meet you at last. And uh, Kieran, um, if you're listening in, I, I'll bring a packet of chewing gum the next time I'm on my way to visit you. It really was an amazing trick. <laughs> Listeners, it really is worth going to see uh, Kieran's exhibition. As harrowing as the exhibits look, the, um, the pieces, uh, they tell a tale. And you can't help but be moved by the tale and by the creativity. And each of the pieces, as I said before, home in on a particular story. And Kieran, thank you so much for um, for um, sharing that with me uh, during the festival. Just a couple of little things here. Um, on my own area, Group Eight presents Derelict, an exhibition of art and writing opening on Culture Night at 7.30pm. And Culture Night is Friday the 22nd of September. Town Band Hall, Balmaslow. And the speaker is uh, Barry Larry, Lally, Barry Lally, a local historian, and it's free to uh, visit. Uh, exhibition is opening at 12 o'clock until late, 
and it's on from 1 to 6 on September the 23rd. But it's actually opening on Friday the 22nd, which is um, Culture Night. And don't forget, there's 22 events happening in Roscommon County for Culture Night and um, all at different times, posters up everywhere. And I think there's been a few uh, pieces added to that as well. At League Community Centre on Saturday the 23rd, which is the day after uh, Culture Night at 11 o'clock, the Gallery Art Exhibition is uh, taking place. Um, I'll try and pronounce these names. Isaac Bontana and Jay Ashi Salter. I did ask for advice and... Um, I still couldn't uh, get it. Um, my, my understanding isn't that good. But their members, or some of them are members, and they're associated with the Brushstroke Art Group, who had an exhibition in Fern Hill about two months ago. So that's at League Community Centre, Saturday the 23rd of May at 11 o'clock. I said I wouldn't forget um, um, Alzheimer's Day. And Alzheimer's is something that is very close to me and my family. And... Um, this is a poem I wrote about my Uncle Finton. Uh, I could add my Auntie Melda and my Auntie Lean into it as well. But uh, for now, it is still Uncle Finton's poem, but I will be changing it a bit. I wrote this many years ago, and uh, I actually was invited to Manchester to read it as part of the Irish um, contingency out there in uh, the Manchester Irish Hall. Alzheimer's, dementia. A medical condition that affects the brain reducing the production of chemicals required for memory. Uncle Finton, are you in a place of puzzlement and bewilderment? Are you trying to find your way home? Do you feel lonely, tired and scared? Where is your mind? What are your thoughts? Please don't be alone there. What can I do to understand you? How can I make you feel safe and loved in this confusion? How can I communicate with you? So we're able to have a chat with competence, enjoying the laughter and the banter and knowing you're loved and not judged. How can we help them who have got an understanding of life in your brain, correcting your memories of events, times and places? Thinking you're talking balderdash while shouting and being rude. Help them understand that the beta amyloid flax in your brain is not producing, no longer there. It's not your fault. It's God's way, Uncle Finton. Alzheimer's has changed your journey, your life, your thoughts, your understanding of this world. May I travel with you, walk beside you, sit a while, spending time in your world, enjoying your past memories, old snaps, mixed up days, strange stories, untrue tales, and a few lies, football highs, religious events, dance holidays and family tales of long ago. So now, sitting in our new world, Finton, and linking our past, including your family, Claire, may I bow my head as you pray, asking Our Lady to keep you in her care. And that is for all the people who have members of their family with dementia. It's, um... It's, um... It's very hard. It's a very hard dis- disease to 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 um, understand. I will be back with Lee uh, Williamson in a few minutes. And here I am back. I hope I have the mic- right microphone on because uh, this is a mystery to me every time I'm in here. What did you think of the programme so far? Yeah, it's not over yet. 
So still stay sitting in your seats. We have another few things to get through. So we have we have Lee Williamson here, creative director of uh, Shuttermack. Um, Productions? I'll do, yeah. Shutter Mac, yeah, yeah. Shutter Mac. Shutter Maniac. But I like the, Scotti- I like the Scottish <laughs> tone you kind of slipped in. Maybe I should change it to that. Shutter Mac. No, Shutter, the one you had was a proper. Yeah. <laughs> but by the time I get on air. Oh, there's plenty of variations of it, trust me. By the time I get on air, I lose all the notes that I have on it. Usually I don't have notes because I just lose them and yeah. I prefer to talk from my own. Ah, of course I. Yeah. Tell us, uh, how's life been? Life's good. Um, right now, just to kind of quickly get in, I just got a text message there. We're being listened, uh, we've got. Uh, uh, an audience there from Curraboy National School in Roscommon there uh, shout out to Rory Leonard and his new appointment as principal and all his class woohoo uh, they'll giving you a pleasure so uh, we'll come back they're, to Rory and so they're bit. actually listening to us aren't they right this second I just got a text there give us a shout out pretty please <laughs> how's that for life Curraboy National School hello there you go so why are we here today well uh, next week we are busy. it was actually we're busy um, <laughs> so before that the, kind of, the context is we were in before and talking on the radio before about the uh, the filmmaking workshops we did in Lanesborough as a creative schools initiative and we went down there it was uh, Adrian McHugh of creative schools put me in touch then with um, um, Claire Murphy in Lanesborough Primary and Rory Leonard would have been the kind of the tech savvy teacher down there at that point who gave me kind of free reign to come in and you know they were a massive help, but they also put us in touch with um, a crowd called Transact Technology, Transact Technology Solutions and Stuart Mann. So what happened was at the time they had managed to get a grant to come in and uh, that would pay for like Samsung devices at the time. Um, but when we were moving away, I got another... After the filmmaking workshops we did there, they went on to great success. They Actually, the kids made a wee film. They just got into a film yes. festival a couple of weeks ago in and? Rio de Janeiro. So officially selected. So they've got... In Brazil... What's the name of the film? Tall Tales. You can find it on YouTube. Now, strictly speaking, it shouldn't be on YouTube because the film festivals are quite strict on um, exclusivity. But it's a kid's film. Just, you know, let the kids have it. You know, we'll see what happens. And this was National School? The Lanesborough National School, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, primary. So that's fantastic for them. They made a wee film and it's been uh, screened internationally. And I'm going to ask this again. They're on the award circuit. Yeah, <coughs> the film festival circuit. Yeah. So they uh, they were in the the crew to get into the film festival in uh, Pinewood Studios in London, uh, where Star Wars and James Bond is filmed, which is quite cool. And then obviously then a couple of weeks back they got the uh, the one in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, so a wee bit of international flavour there too. Fantastic. Really good achievement for the kids. Yeah, I mean, that's mind-blowing to think that a national school, first yeah. time round... Sure. First time round, yep. get to... It's doable. Get, get onto the awards Yeah, uh, It's achievable. And the, the, the golden thing about all this is that it is achievable. There's a clear roadmap to doing that. And uh, with the, the pilot, again, I mean... It was a creative skills initiative, and it's what served as a sort of pre-pilot uh, test for me. And then when we go through to the next one, we have creative skills with us again, uh, combined with a, 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 some... In- I'll go into detail now on who exactly is um, helping us with this, because it picked up steam fairly quickly. So you have, you have a new one coming up, is that what you're telling exactly. me? Exactly, new town forms next week. And more people want to get more people. More, oh, my phone is hopping. I see that. <laughs> yeah, this morning, like again, like, I'll come back to that phone call again later on. <laughs> That'll be the last mention. The, um, I'll run through the text just to make sure that I've included everybody because it is important. Everyone yes. that's helping deserves a bit of shine. So this morning I, I, I put out a social post anyway that we're thrilled to announce the launch of Mini Motion Pictures will be the name of the pilot scheme. So mini Motion Pictures. Mini Motion Pictures, yep. Pioneer and Pilot Project, introducing primary school students to filmmaking and sustainable practice. 
to deliver responsible digital literacy skills. I had to practice saying digital literacy. <laughs> I couldn't say it. Maybe I should go back to school. <laughs> uh, this follows on from a highly successful initiative led by Creative Schools and hosted in Lanesworth Primary School in County Longford, the one we were talking about there a second ago. So with this pilot, our collaborative partners include uh, Shuttermania Productions, that I That's represent, uh, Creative Skills, Samsung Electronics, Amazon AWS, Transact Technology Solutions, Longford Steam Creative Ireland, which is much funded through Longford County Council and the help of the Department of Education. So myself, assisted by LWETB tutor Andrew Yelverton, um, he'll be giving me a hand because the, the Newtown Forbes School is um, 350 students, it's huge. So what happened was I needed to go and get some help because um, creative schools, as great as they are, they have a limit for each school that they can provide. So I asked if it would be okay to bring in other partners and they were open arms. Like We would prefer like, more, the more help the better. Whatever gives the kids the richest experience possible, do it. So I went up to Dublin and we, we had meetings that were set up through um, uh, Stuart Mahan of Transact Technology Solutions and we met and sat down with Darren Shaw and... Um, uh, Cathy Flaherty and we sat down uh, and fleshed out how we might go ahead with this um, so the idea from Cathy was um, that we actually approach the Department of Education and they get their, their phones replenished every now and again so what we do is rather than have their uh, old phones you know, discarded, we take them from them uh, Samsung wipes them uh, we put fresh apps on, we geolock them geofence them, make them safe for the kids to use i.e. no internet connection they'll purely be used as gadgets for filmmaking, for photography video, uh, maybe a script screen as a monitor for the kids asking interview questions to the, the participant at the time uh, and we'll put together a wee film it just shows them a really responsible way of doing things now the other part of this is memory storage and then at that point Amazon came in and said we can help you with that so AWS came in and they're giving us a, a bunch of um, credits to really kind of dial home the cloud computing side of things so that's secure it's password encrypted it's all the good stuff to make sure that everything that we do on the school stays on the school it doesn't go anywhere else it's uh, nice and safe and uh, my point of contact there for that was Mara Conlon from Amazon AWS so the uh, make sure we get this uh, here so um, I'll be assisted by Andrew um, Andrew was actually in our program. Andrew was. He was talking about his BMW. <laughs> he managed to find an artistic spin on talking about that. <laughs> hello, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, hello, Andrew. So Andrew came from um, being in a family environment when he was a manager in Centre Parks. He's moved into the adult tutoring, tutoring space. So he's uh, with the LWETB, so he's in a perfect place now to give me a hand. And he's, he's my tech guy. <laughs> I go to him when uh, I, he criticised the last screen I was using for editing films. He said that the black wasn't black enough. What are you doing? The refresh rate is off. So he's actually, he would have been my tech guy. So to have him on board, he brings a lot to the table. And I can't, uh, I'm actually excited to get started with this now. Um, so between ourselves, we've got the tech industry leaders, we've got creative and educational experts. We'll pilot this programme in Newtown Forbes uh, commencing next Wednesday, the 27th. Um, now, we mentioned the upcycle of Samsung technology from the Department of Education. That's part of their green programme combined with uh, existing school resources. We're essentially going to hijack the interactive whiteboards that the teachers use and we're going to plug in a Samsung S23 Ultra uh, via a, a DeX puck which connects to HDMI to the, the whiteboard that the teachers use and we'll be able to control all the phones that the kids are using or the devices that the kids are using, pardon me. Uh, into mine, we 
or any uh, memory, anything that's taken, pictures, video, gets put up into the cloud, and we'll always to control it, view it, and present it on the one big screen. So it really is kind of emerging technology and getting is, use yeah. of this. And the kids will get a, a really good feel of using tech responsibly. Uh, and it'll be a good crack as well. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm sure that I'm not on it because I wouldn't even know how to turn any of the things on. <laughs> well, should I put we transfer on your phone earlier, yeah? <laughs> so you can download your videos. Tom, if you're listening in now, you know I've got it. <laughs> the, the should, I mean, the, the kids are going to create a short documentary. That's the end uh, output here. So going on the Fish Film Festival format, which is a good template, it'll be five minutes. There'll be a, a little uh, story in the beginning, which will have a mixture of Irish and English. So you'll have um, not just native Irish speakers, but uh, multinationals speaking Irish as well, which is a beautiful thing. Like you can say diversity and inclusion, but when you actually show it, it's, uh, it's amazing. Like some of the, the, the accents speaking Irish in the last project we did, it was mind-blowing, really, really touches you. So the, um, the five minutes, the, they'll do the stories in the beginning, then there'll be a short uh, interview section where they'll have a, maybe a shopkeeper, a local politician, a local community activist, um, being interviewed by the kids the last time we had uh, Joe O'Brien being interviewed and the first question they were asking them was uh, where's the ice cream you know <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't shy around they just get they cut to the chase <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, and then the last section would be a creative part of the film so maybe get a two and a half minutes will be of the kids they, they write their own story they storyboard it out they plan the shots they film it edit it and then we submit it as a package to the film festivals afterwards can I ask a question here what's that Five minutes is a very short amount of time. You'd be surprised what you can get in. Uh, and it's a challenge. It definitely is a challenge. I'll be helping with the editing just to make sure. Now, we had two versions in the last project. We had a five-minute version, and then we had a, a seven-minute version. In the five-minute version, we could only have one interviewee, for example, and we kind of cut the story down to its bare, bare bones. And then the creative side is where we kind of let the, the fifth and sixth years, uh, or fifth and sixth class, have most of the time for it. Um, but it is doable we've proven it can be done you can stretch the rules out a little bit they said that um, essentially it's from the start of the film to the end of the film where the credits roll so you can we continued the story through the credits just so that we could get everything in so if you're smart with the rules you can kind of bend them slightly I hope uh, the adjudicators aren't listening in <laughs> <laughs> now that's the format of what we're going to be doing I just want to rattle through uh, the, the people that have been gracious enough to come on board and help us out so a big massive shout out to Aideen McHugh the Creative Associate for Creative Schools she was and actually uh, at the cinema night that exactly that she helped with the presentation and Grace Boone from Dublin the Creative Director came down as well um, Nice segue there, I appreciate that. Obviously a big shout out to Lanesborough Primary School, without which this would never have been yeah. tried and tested and true and improved yeah. the concept. And they proved it all the way to Pinewood Studios mm. and to Rio. Crazy. We have Martina Needham, Christine Collins and Danny Lynch from uh, Longford County Council who are instrumental in helping us get past the finishing line with uh, the pilot getting kicked off next week. We've mentioned Andrew already. Uh, I forgot to mention there the, the, the chap in the Department of Education that helped us get the devices, Jarl Fallon. Um, he was uh, the, the, the chap that managed to put, send all the devices to me uh, so we can get them cleared and get the fresh apps put on them. Uh, we have Ross Gannon, who is my point of contact in Newtown Forbes, as the teacher who's going to be helping me uh, in the new school. I, uh, I met him already, fantastic guy, uh, really driven. He's a runner, he's ambitious, he gets to where he needs to go, and uh, he's, uh, I'm really, really confident in his ability to help us do this. So then we get to the big man. Rory Leonard, uh, who has already booked us for his school for next year, 
in South Roscommon in uh, Curraboy National School. Curraboy National School. So we're going to go down and um, yes, yeah, straight away they're like, no, no, uh, you're coming down. Um, so I said, well, we'll try and see if we can get some kind of match funding sorted out for Roscommon side too. And uh, on the way to the radio station this morning, John Shaughnessy, digital officer for Roscommon County Council, rang me and said, uh, well, I asked, I was like, well, can I say for the record that we've got an expression of interest? And is it no, go further, we're partnering up. I was like, fantastic, so we'll have a meeting soon and uh, see where we can go with this, but isn't that nice that everything's coming together? And you did say that, you got the phone call this morning. Uh, this morning on the way here, on the way here. Mm. Um, we put out a social post this morning and uh, the interest, it's a very wholesome project and it's been done for the right reasons. And uh, as long as they, the children. Exactly, as long as they're first and foremost and they're educating themselves how to use things, we can guide them and they're creating, they're telling their story, that's the important part. Mm. It's their project. Mm. Um, it will, I mean, I have a set, like a very kind of, set structure I suppose on how we can deliver it but I'm really hoping that the kids derail it in the same way that we <laughs> they derailed it in Lensborough they just the story at the end was mental but when you see it put together the kids knew what they were doing they're smarter than we think you have to give them credit and I suppose you, know, you have to trust them yeah and the other part of that is uh, they have come along in a digital digital age Whereas nailed for it. Me, for yeah. me, that's just. I had five year olds asking me about stop motion and green screens before I'd even like, said anything. I thought I was showing off with the green screen <laughs> element. And they're like, yeah, that's old school. That's like 10 years old. I was like, what? <laughs> Can we do stuff with uh, Roblox and Minecraft and stop motion? And I had to ask them, what, what was that? What are you talking about? So um, we'll see now. So now that I, I know that the kids are as advanced, because maybe I was ignorant to the fact at the beginning as well, and I've learned a few things too. I was like, so when we get to, uh, we'll try some new things in uh, Newtown Floors with AI as well we might as well and then uh, down in Curraboy we'll, we'll push it even further and we just every school every school will be going we, up and up yeah we just introduce more uh, partners more um, able agents and just uh, push the schools education and, and emerging technology and just see where we can go with it sure we might as well uh, that's uh, yeah I think that's uh, that sounds good can I just say thank you can I wish you all the best absolutely thank you very much thanks for having me again not at all a uh, pleasure always to have you and I, I know you, you work very hard promoting um, um, children's education in the new world yeah yeah. Is that your phone? That's not my phone, no. Okay. Um, oh, just um, while we're, I was talking about the emerging tech side of things, if I've got, have I got a second spare yeah. away? Literally 30 seconds. The um, One of the, the, the partners I'm going to bring on board for the Cut a Boy School probably will be, um, it'll be in the, the virtual reality and augmented reality space. <laughs> a chap called Sean Burns of uh, 4E.ie. Um, Sean is a, a, an amazing talent. And um, the, the the mind. I haven't met a guy in such a long time that can keep up <laughs> with the speed that I like to think that I think. Of. That Sean is quicker than me, and I have trouble keeping up with him. He's doing things in virtual reality and augmented reality with apps on the devices and whatnot. He's a perfect fit to push uh, not just the kids but me as well. Because let's face it, I don't want to just be the one showing things all the time. I want to learn new stuff too. So Sean is based down in the common side of Athlone, uh, down behind Sean's bar there. Um, you worked with him before, did you? Yeah, yeah, no, we've been working on a few things yeah. together and um, there's other things coming up soon that we'll talk about another time, but the, the focus today is the, the pilot and where it's going to be. So watch this space and in the common side, we'll see you in Curraboy next year. See you in Curraboy early next year. Mm. Mm. Easter, yeah. And, and the other thing is, how long will the Newton Forbes, how long will the practice be taking part? So we'll do... Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll do a workshop uh, every second Wednesday. Every second Wednesday. Uh, yeah, five of them every second Wednesday, and by the fifth one, we'll have enough content to to produce a short film, uh, stitch it together, 
and um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying here and now, uh, wishing you all the best with the with the short film, yep. and that um, it starts the rounds of uh, awards as well. Yeah, well, there's going to be a final presentation of it. We're hoping to. Um, I'm actually got Mona Considine phoning me right now <laughs> from backstage theatre. Every it's all happening now. It's like minute by minute. So like, uh, I'm hoping that we can maybe get a space in January just to kind of have an event where we can um, screen the film. And um, and then we will have it in the film festivals so that you can you can broadcast it like internationally too, and then the kids will know then that the world is a oyster. You know they really can go far. And will that be for children only? Uh, that'll be a mixed event for everyone, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's capacity of 220 in backstage, so I imagine we'd have to break up into groups. I, but, I know what the backstage is. Uh, it would be nice to... Oh, you've got good experience of backstage theatre at this stage, <laughs> I know, with the um, with all the events we've had. It's been fantastic. Yeah, Because the last time you were down, it was uh, we were doing a phone interview with Creative Schools, with uh, Grace and Nadine. Yes. And then we went on to the actual screenings themselves. Um, it was a fantastic day. Uh, that was, but that was a fantastic night, so it was... Oh, the night was fantastic films. too, yeah. Five short films, yeah. yeah. Um, including the phone. One. Including, yeah, I mean, they were all fantastic. Yeah, it was good to see the former one coming too, yeah. Lee, I can't thank you enough for Absolutely. coming in. Thank I have you. about four seconds left to finish up. We did well. Listen, listeners, if you enjoyed the programme, send a message into Seamus Duke. He'd love to know. He'd love to hear. Uh, Louis would love to hear as well. We'll be back next Wednesday with the arts programme. For now, here's me signing out. Thank you.